What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Good Human. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. We're getting a little spicy over here today, everybody. I'm very excited to have another special guest with us today. We have Kelsa Blaine. She is joining us today as the owner of Highline Boudoir and Erotica. She is the owner of this business here in Pittsburgh. So Kelsa, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you ready to get spicy with you. Yes. Hello. Hello. It's so good to be here. (laughs) before we jump into anything like how would you describe what boudoir is for anybody who doesn't know what what that even is or what that means yeah so boudoir is meant to be a photography session where you feel empowered usually back in the day they used to call it glamour shots but nowadays it's been more known as boudoir so usually women come in and want to wear lingerie. Some want to do like fine art nudes. And so it is more of like a finer art type of photography, a little bit more spicy mm-hmm. than just your typical portrait session or your like mm-hmm. senior photos that you're used to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's essentially boudoir. It's supposed to be a bit more sensual and empowering for the woman or the man coming in. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not yeah. familiar with it at all. Following you on Instagram was one of like the first instances of me ever really like seeing stuff like this. So that's I'm amazing. Really yeah, to talk to you about this today. Yeah. So I mean, I started boudoir probably five years ago, and it was like not known, especially in the Pittsburgh area, um, at mm-hmm. all. So and I I only found out about it because I was like, hey, I want sexy photos before my then wedding and. I had a photographer friend and I was like, do you like do this? Is there like a word for this? And she's like, I'm from Arizona. I'm pretty sure it's called boudoir. And I'm like, no (laughs) idea what that is, but cool. Does it mean Uh I get to like get sexy and lingerie and like get fun photos? And she's like, sure, we could do that. Like, cool, call it whatever. And that was like my first Mm. introduction to boudoir. And that was five, six years ago now. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's gained in popularity slowly around here, but it's it's slow and coming, but I'm I'm pushing the reins a little bit with erotica now too. So <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I would love to just kinda like jump into how you got here, like a little bit about you, where you're from, your story and what you oh do goodness. in your business. Sure. Yeah. Oh my. So um how I got started in this was I was like I said, I was getting married. And at that point, I hadn't had an interest in photography. I was just getting married. I knew I needed a photographer for my wedding. And um, it was just such a hassle trying to find a wedding photographer, let Mm -hmm. alone one that like, I also wanted to get naked in front of. (laughs) I I knew I wanted some kind of like sexy aspect as like a gift to my future husband on our wedding day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also was deeply religious at that time. Um, but I still felt like my sexuality was something really important and something I still felt very empowered in, even though Mm -hmm. I did go to church and was like, had my relationship with Jesus. And I was like, but sex is awesome. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I, boudoir was really, that was my first introduction. And then a month after getting married, turns out my then husband was a photographer, at least dabbled in it. He had done a few weddings Mm -hmm. back in the day. And I was like, well, let's make that into a business. Let's try it. Yeah. And uh, it turned out we like went up and running within two years. We had a team of 10. It was amazing. Wow. It was ended up being really cool. But I had a lot of brides come out being like, hey, I want this thing mm. called boudoir. And I was like, 
hell yeah, we can do some boudoir, no problem. <laughs> and uh, so that's that was literally it. I had brides be like, hey, I want you to come to my home and do boudoir. And I was like, well, let me practice real quick. So I did my very first session um, with a friend. I was like, hey, I know this abandoned mini golf course. Would you mind getting <laughs> naked and like me shooting you at it? And thank God she said yes. And she was brave that's enough amazing. to do that. And to this day, they're some of my favorite photos. And it just made me mm-hmm. fall in love with the look on her face, seeing just the back of the camera without any edits. She was like, holy shit, I look like that. And I was like, babe, you look like that. Like, you are yeah. hot. And she, <laughs> I, it just, I guess, like, for the first time, she really saw herself as like, oh, this is what other people see. I ain't mm-hmm. so bad, you know? And mm-hmm. that, to me, like, sealed the deal. I almost immediately, from that point on, I was like, I'm only shooting boudoir. And so I, at that point, I stopped shooting weddings myself and just let team members deal with it. And I handled, like, the business on the back end. But mm-hmm. boudoir was always, like, my main artistic focus, like, always since 2016, 2017. Yeah. It's been amazing. That's it's amazing. Been <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even imagine, like, the feeling of getting to see someone else start to, like, feel empowered by their own body and feel good about themselves Dude. when we live in a world where we're just, like, constantly told that we should feel bad about ourselves. So yep. that's incredible. And that's literally what it, I mean, it didn't start that way, right? It started as a way of like just me making extra money. I was like, oh, I'll just add Mm -hmm. this onto wedding packages, right? But yo, seeing some of these women like come in and they're like in the, they're in hair and makeup, right? And they are telling me all their flaws. They're like, well, I want you to edit my Mm, stomach and I want you to, I, you know, I've got wrinkles here and I got wrinkles here. And can you, can you give me like a facelift here? Like, and I'm like, boo, it's all about posing. Like, just trust me. You came in for a reason. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Calm. And, and like in the, in the hair and makeup, they're telling me all their flaws. Right. And like, you can tell as they're getting into their first outfit, how nervous most of them are totally normal, Mm -hmm. totally normal. I would be too getting naked in front of strangers, not an everyday occurrence. (laughs) If you're not nervous, then maybe you should consider a different profession. But anyway, (laughs) so like, and they're getting, they're nervous putting on their first piece, you know, they come out. And I mean, me and my team, we just gush. We're just like, oh mm-hmm. my God. I mean, in every single one of them, they look honestly like unrecognizable within 10 minutes. Then it's like, they mm-hmm. didn't even come in scared. It's like, it's, right. I mean, my team constantly is like Kelsa and I'm like, I know <laughs> like, to see the insecurities wash away yeah. within 10, 15 minutes. And by the end of the session, 45 minutes, 60 minutes later, it's like, they're literally a different person. They're walking mm-hmm. out, not like, not at all talking about any of their flaws or insecurities. They are going out. Yeah. They are goddesses. And they're like, who the fuck says I'm not, you know, <laughs> they're just like, it turns something on within them. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. how could I not be doing this for the rest of my life? Like I found right. my life. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine that sort of like, confidence then carries with them like it's not just a boudoir shot it's like wow I feel amazing and like I'm gonna go take that into the rest of the world now like it doesn't just end after that session exactly and I think that's the lesson that women come in and leave with is they come in Mm -hmm. thinking okay scared scared fear fear but they do it anyway and it Mm -hmm. ends up being way better than they ever expected it to be and it teaches us the internal lesson of like oh maybe other things that I'm not pursuing aren't that scary either. And maybe they would be way more rewarding and the risk is minimal. Why am I not doing this? And it really challenges themselves and they walk away. Like, like you said, like just with this knowing of, oh, if I accomplished this and it turned out really good, then I can accomplish other things and it turned out just as well. Like it's super powerful, just all of it. And it's like, it's not just photos. It's a whole literal experience. It's so cool. Yeah. Which I didn't even think about like 
that internal part, like building that self-trust is something that I always talk about. It's like so important and and confidence. It's a huge aspect is trusting yourself. So to put yourself in like a vulnerable position like this and come away knowing that like you did it and you felt good. I can only imagine how like incredible that feels. And the photos are bomb and you get to like look at them and be like, see, this is like that boss ass bitch. Like no matter (laughs) what day you're having, right? I I still Mm -hmm. like, I'll get sick. And I'll be like in bed looking at my boudoir photos. Like, see, I can be hot though. I'm gross (laughs) now, but I can be hot. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of services like do you provide? Because you mentioned you're now adding in that erotica bit. So let's talk a little bit about everything that you offer. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So um, I offer boudoir and erotica photo sessions and video sessions. So what that means is like people come in, have hair and makeup done, do have charcuterie, have mimosas, do like the whole glam experience. Like it's very luxe and have that, have hair and makeup done at the same time while they're drinking their mimosa. It's fantastic. And then um, (laughs) I have a client closet, which has like hundreds of different pieces and lingerie, body suits, baby, baby dolls, anything you can imagine in props and shoes Mm -hmm. a lot. I have just have so much shit in that client closet. It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, And so then if usually they don't bring, it's like 50, 50 of my clients will bring something with themselves Mm -hmm. and then 50% will bring and just completely rely on the client closet. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll go upstairs and we'll try a few different outfits on things that were like, Ooh, we're not going to try that. And they try it and they end up loving it. Or they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I completely trust you. Or they bring their and they're like, I'm, I'm wearing the boots, you know, that I brought and I love them. It's like, great. Awesome. So we get dressed and then we have about a 45 minute to 60 minute boudoir session, which is completely pose coached by me. So like I get okay. awkward in front of a camera too. Right. So like, mm-hmm. and I'm a photographer, I know what, well, I know my angles. And I still get awkward. Even yeah. like pro models will still be like, uh-huh. I mean, if you've ever watched America's Next Top Models, you have good days and you have bad days, right? Right. So I post coach throughout the entire thing. And while we're doing a photo session, our videographer is right there too, who's also a female. So it's an all-female team. Um, So we're literally doing the same motions and shots together. So I'm putting Mm -hmm. you in a pose and I'm like, all right, I want you to like close your eyes, do this motion. Now look up at Mm -hmm. me. It's very directed. As long as you can follow simple instructions, you can be hot as fuck. (laughs) It's so (laughs) easy. So easy. So then we do that for about 45, 60 minutes, get you feeling like the actual goddess that you are. And then we Mm -hmm. go down back downstairs and you choose your favorite photos. And I offer like crazy, amazing, beautiful glass albums, metal Mm -hmm. arts, all kinds of different little products for you to like take away and remember your experience. But that's the boudoir side. And then erotica is very much the same, except we don't include hair. And sometimes we don't include makeup, just depending on what kind of kink or fetish we're working with that day. Um, Erotica does tend to be a little bit more messy. And so we we tend to give more time to it. Um, Mm -hmm. The biggest difference between boudoir and erotica uh, that erotica photographers like to say is that like boudoir is where your hand, put your hands where I can see them. And erotica is put your hands where I can't. So mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. very, it's this difference between like, and I mean, everybody has their different comfort level, but erotica is usually meant to like showcase a specific kink or fetish or usually couples intimacy. So it's, it tends okay. to be a bit more vulnerable than boudoir yeah. and tends to be also a bit more journalistic. So boudoir is way more directed and like posed and feminine and empowering um, mm-hmm. to couples too. And erotica is just like straight up like, okay, I'm just going to get you guys in your passion. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you? I have a question because, like, 
you're you I love how into this you are how passionate you are about this have you always been so comfortable and open about this topic and about sexuality and sensuality because I know this is an area that so many people probably struggle with and to hear you just come on here and like so candidly talk about it I love it (laughs) yeah um so like I said I was raised very religiously and I used to be very Mm -hmm. very religious I actually was raised in the cult um or in a cult locally So shame was very much intertwined with sex. I was, you know, it was the rule, like, you don't have sex outside of marriage. You only have Mm -hmm. sex with your husband. You don't do it. It's not something you explore. It's not something you enjoy until after you're married. And then all of a sudden, once you're married, you're supposed to just, like, know everything and enjoy it all and have no problems Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And it's like, yeah, like, that works. That's cool. But whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. I, so... Growing up, I, I also, I don't know, I, I, I felt very comfortable with my sexuality. There was something logical to me in the sense of God created me a human mm-hmm. and sexuality is a part of that. And I was the kid that was like humping couches at four at Thanksgiving <laughs> and my parents being like horrified, being like, Kelsey, that's done in the oh bedroom. What are you doing? <laughs> that was me. I was that kid. And I was like, it just, it didn't click for me. It was like, why am I ashamed about this? Like, it really did. Like, it just didn't. And I remember even talking to like my girlfriends, like when we're just hitting puberty, right? And I'm just like, I mean, do you guys masturbate? And they're like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, I mean, what's this thing? (laughs) Like, and I'm like, and literally just so, to me, it was so normal and natural. I was just like, what, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) Like, it's fine. And, um, but being raised religiously, they were not that way at all, of course. And so like, I learned young keep this a secret you don't talk to Mm. people about this and then Mm -hmm. as I started to get older and especially once I started boudoir I was like because boudoir I was I said I started religiously too and I so at the Mm -hmm. time I only would shoot married women that was like my first rule I was like I only shoot married women that lasted like literally six months because I was like uh most of the women coming to me are doing this as a present for their husband but then they Mm -hmm. walk away they're like my fiance like I look bomb (laughs) these photos are for me you know and I was just like oh there's so much more tied to this and women specifically in our sexuality and our femininity Mm -hmm. and expressing that so much more tied to that in our strength than I think we even allow ourselves to talk about and and it's just it's very patriarchal but it's fine I could get into the weeds on that (laughs) girl we could get into it together (laughs) I feel you I could, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, I realized pretty early into boudoir really was my, my catalyst for change internally for myself is like, Oh, yeah. So like, I kind of returned to like my younger self, my younger mentality of wait, why is there shame? That t- okay, wait, mm-hmm. I'm talking to like all because like most of my girlfriends that I grew up with in the cult have already been married and we're all divorced now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. even though we followed all the sexual rules right and it's like right, right. Did not work out well and that doesn't uh-huh. that's not the truth for everybody you know everybody has their own alignment and there are some people that totally. have an amazing sex life and are religious and then there are other people yeah. who aren't and also you know but um for me I just realized like for women whether you're single or you're married you are a human being and you're a sexual being and denying that part of yourself let alone just being free to explore it without shame tied to it and that's mm-hmm. what I think boudoir and erotica kind of allows women to kind of tiptoe into and kind of like, yeah. you know, like what they're, what they're t- like ears a little bit. It's like, oh, like, 
this isn't so bad. Like I didn't die. And like, people didn't shame me and like, Oh, nobody really cares. And it's like, yeah, shit. Right. Yeah. Like everybody's messed up in their own shit. Nobody really cares about you and your sex life. Truth be told. Right. Like it's really all in our heads. But I think I honestly, boudoir and erotica for me was a catalyst. And I think for a lot of women has been, and just like explore yeah. sexuality. This is a normal, very human thing. Mm-hmm. And the feminist in me loves the shift from, this is a gift for your husband to this is a gift for yourself. Every single time. I don't think yeah. there's been one client that I've had that's like, oh, no, I, I never want to see this again. This is just for my husband. Never. Not a yeah. single one. Almost every, almost all of my clients have been returning. Like almost because mm-hmm. they're like, OK, well, the first time I did it for him, this time I'm doing it for me. Like that intent yeah. behind it. And it's like, hell yeah, that's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because people have so many like judgments and shame like you said attached to this kind of stuff do you deal with any of that like as a business owner of you know a company that does sexual you know sensual things are you You facing like any judgments you know the greatest part is that I can say no (laughs) because I think I I genuinely live very very I, I try to live very authentically and yeah I don't I think people are too scared to challenge me maybe. <laughs> like, <'cause> like <laughs> I, the other thing is like too, cause I went to law school and my biggest hang up oh, okay. with kind of doing law school and boudoir was they do this character and fitness thing before you're allowed to take the bar. And I was like, if I shoot boudoir and erotica, will they, will I pass that character and fitness oh, test okay. to this day? I still don't know, but I plan on taking the bar in October. So I I really don't think it's going to be a problem though. And like everybody that I've talked to who's in the field is like, it's not Mm going to be a problem. You run a business, if anything, that's going to look better than like what kind of business you run. Right. Like it's a successful, it's doing well. So, I mean, that was my only like real hang up where I was like really scared where I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this, this, I might face real condemnation in a field that is traditionally very conservative and patriarchal. I was like really scared. Turns out nobody cares. So shock, shock, right. shock. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, and really, and I don't think I don't I don't deal with it a lot. Um, everybody that I have shot and they've like publicly put their photos that they thought they would get judgment on, they mm-hmm. don't. Or they're like their relatives that they thought were gonna judge them end up coming and booking their own session. So it ends up being oh, really? like and, and truly, like I'm finding that these like taboo things like sex and weed and other uh, and like just like that are becoming a bit more mainstream. This is mm-hmm. just something we're all doing and we're just not talking about it. And right. I'm just like, hi, I'm just going to fucking talk about it. And, <laughs> who, and everybody, everybody is just like, oh, okay, I can be professional and I can be a pothead and I can do sexy photos. You can exist in all of these things and it's not impossible. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. reality and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the world needs the world needs more people like you that have the passion and the courage to stand up and like say those things and and live that because there are so many people to your point that are like doing these things in, you know, behind closed doors or feeling shame associated with it when like girl live your life. Like live it's your, your life. life. You yeah, have one and- life. That's like and to be fair, mm-hmm. like I not to be like, I don't deal with shame in my boudoir business, but I also have, I mean, I grew up in a fairly abusive family, so I do not talk to them anymore. And so mm-hmm. not having those like religious, for me, for me, it was baggage and trauma, right? For other people, mm-hmm. they find a lot of healing. I did not. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so in those areas, I just cut off. And so like any chance that I could have gotten discriminated against, I'm like, eh, your opinion right. just, do- it's just not valid in my life right now. Like, and you live a different truth and I live a different truth. And I think that's beautiful, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's just like, everybody has their own, has their own alignment. And I, I, because of that though, because I don't have that like familial community, I don't think mm-hmm. I face as much backlash as with other women with families might yeah. feel. So like, I do right. understand that aspect a lot. I mean, it's a real, mm-hmm. it's a valid concern, but also just try it. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, just try living outside of the box. Just try living your truth. And you would be so surprised at how little people actually care. I know that's something that I always, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's something that I always think about and talk about that. Like as we get older and, you know, we're shaped by the world. I think so many people lose who they are and, you know, lose the, ability to express themselves freely because they're so fearful of judgment from other people. But I think the happiest people in life are the ones that are able to say, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what anybody else says or thinks. I'm going to live my life the way that it feels best for me to live my life. And that's the most amazing thing. Like I'm, I'm so dedicated and like passionate in my own like personal life to being who I want to be throughout my entire life. I love whatever that, that looks that's, like down the road. Right. <laughs> that's what it actually attracted to me to your Instagram was the good human like aspect. I was like, that's such a beautiful concept that I think so many people are literally thirsting for, like, especially around here, like genuinely. Yeah. That yeah. is like authenticity and living truth and just being like, and being a good human while you do it because you don't have to be an <laughs> asshole while you're pursuing your truth. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. It's good. I wanted to dive a little bit into um, like the entrepreneurial side and you being a business owner. Would you be (laughs) able to sort of like walk us through what a week in your life looks like as a business owner? Yeah, I I only shoot on Sundays right now on a random Wednesday if we're like super booked. Like April, we have a lot of Wednesdays open because it's madhouse because 420 month. That's like, I love that shit. (laughs) So Mm. April, we're really busy. Um, But so I usually just shoot Sundays. So Sundays all day is like a work day. Like I wake up in the morning, I get groceries and charcuterie and stuff from mimosas, make sure the whole bar is packed and stocked and then shoot all day. And then I work with my studio manager and videographer. Her name is Savannah. Mm. She ends up usually staying afterwards and we end up like shooting the shit and like editing and doing design albums and stuff like that on Sundays. Mondays I take as a full rest day because Sundays take it out of me. (laughs) So Mondays I just take off. I am unconscious. You cannot get a hold of me on Mondays. Tuesdays are usually another work day. So usually my studio manager comes back into the studio and we meet with everybody that we had shot on Sunday and we see that show them their photos for the first time. We do all their viewing and reveal sessions on Tuesdays. So Tuesdays are super, Sundays and Tuesdays are really, really fun because it's just like Mm -hmm. all of our art and like, it's just, it's so fun. So then Tuesdays, we meet with clients and do all of their orders. And then Wednesday through Friday, and this sounds so bougie, but Wednesday through Friday, I literally only schedule is like my friend brunch networking time. So like, okay, if you want yeah. to like, so like I have a, I'm a part of um, this networking group in Pittsburgh. It's super awesome. Um, but there's a lot of women in there. And they're really awesome at connecting with each other. And so like, 
since I joined that, I've been stupid busy. Um, mm. And so Wednesday through Fridays, I'm literally just like having brunches or happy hours with those women and talking business, talking boudoir, talking about like different collab opportunities, mm-hmm. um, parties, events, all that kind of stuff. So Wednesday through Friday, I do that. And then Saturdays, you're either another off day or parties. So that's another thing I do. I love to plan parties and workshops. So like I do mm-hmm. OnlyFans workshops and um, soirees, and like different Galentine's things. Yeah. So sa- Saturdays are either events or free days. So that's like my whole, that's a week schedule. And then it's like, yeah intermittent meetings with like the team because I have a publicist and Mm -hmm. she helps a lot since joining like setting meetings up setting things up that help get the business noticed help and the Mm -hmm. things that like I can just delegate off right um so yeah it's it's and then socials I mean you see my stories I post on my stories like all day every day (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that's really what I do that's like all my I just chill all day and I post stories and (laughs) I post what I'm doing for the day (laughs) and I travel a lot so I do that so that I can travel yeah are you an extrovert that's jam-packed that's a jam-packed schedule oh I I mix so I don't know if you're familiar with human design I want to I have heard of it but I have not like dove into it yet it's a lot to take in so like I get it could be a lot it could be a lot of information but um Mm -hmm. I identify more with the human design than I do with like introvert extrovert because I feel like okay. everybody, especially women, we're like, we're ambiverts, like every single one of us, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when you talk about it, I put, I specifically put in a lot of time for rest, which is why I do travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I, like today I do this one podcast and I had a facial this morning. That is all I will do today. Like yeah. I, I will be watching Netflix in between those times. I will be watching Netflix mm-hmm. after this, kind of just like <laughs> recuperating my energy, honestly. So like, it just depends on like how much energy I put out depends on like how much rest I need for that week. Mm -hmm. So like this weekend's really busy. So like we have a workshop on Saturday and I shoot erotica and boudoir sessions on Sunday. And so I know Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to be exhausted, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, I think it's a, it's a good balance of both. And like me not having kids helps a lot. (laughs) So like the mompreneurs out there, bless your (laughs) hearts, bless your hearts. I see you. (laughs) What would you say the hardest part of owning your own business and being an entrepreneur is? Because it sounds like it's really rewarding. So, oh, honestly, um, boundaries, business boundaries mm. has honestly been the biggest hurdle and lesson. Because <laughs> when I when I started running the wedding business, like that was a lot more like harsher clientele, <laughs> as you can mm-hmm. probably imagine. Um, but I, I've had to learn and it's hard as an entrepreneur to like set those time limits and set those boundaries for you and your business. And like, nope, this is my business time. And this is my personal time. Um, especially if you tend to be like a workaholic or any like Capricorn in your, in your chart at all. I'm a Capricorn. See, Hey, I, all my shit's Capricorn, (laughs) man. I'm Aquarius and Capricorn. I get it. Exactly. So like, and, and I find that a lot of entrepreneur women have that in their charts so we're very mm-hmm. hardworking and we're very dedicated and it's an awesome thing. But with that comes the challenge of like, where do I stop and where do I start? Especially right. in this day and age of social media, like I don't stop, totally. you know, like, so that's definitely the hardest part to this day. Like for sure still is like understanding like, okay, when do I stop and when do I start? And when do I live in the present and stop putting it on stories? <laughs> right. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not a, 
I'm not a business owner, but with, you know, all the little stuff I do outside of my job, I find myself all the time struggling with that balance. And I feel like I'm constantly either like burning myself out. I can feel when I'm starting to spread myself too thin, or I feel like I'm not doing enough. And I find it so hard to (laughs) find that middle ground. That is felt. Yes, I feel that very hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. So that that is definitely a hurdle, especially with social media coming up in arms like Especially because like I, I grew with Facebook business like six years ago okay. is when I started Facebook business, right? That's really when it started mm-hmm. to like take off and woof has it taken off. Like you can't exist as a business without it now. And so like yeah. there is that like, oh, well, will I succeed if I live in the present? And so, yeah, like you said, it's definitely a balance. It's difficult. It's one I'll mm-hmm. always learn. <laughs> yeah, Probably no matter what business it is, right? Just who we are. Right. <laughs> What's your favorite part? Not even of just Ooh. being a business owner, but what is what is your favorite part of what you do? If you can pick a favorite see, part, I get to see titties all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I mean, honest to God, that I mean, seeing women within forty five minutes literally change before your eyes. Yeah, there's literally no comparison. Like I knew the first time I saw it, I was like, "This is it forever." I, I'm still going to go to law school and I'm still going to run a wedding business. I'm still going to try to yeah. make this marriage work, but fuck if I'm ever going to let this go. Like, and I haven't, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever could like that's it's to see that it is life changing. It's like, Oh shit. Like yeah. if she feels that empowered then like, and it, it's changed my own more men, like phys- my own mentality towards myself and my own body and my own, mm-hmm. like my body image journey. Like I grew up seeing my mom constantly picking herself apart. And so I grew up thinking like, oh, well, I should pick apart these parts too. Cause like, yeah. I look like her, you know, it just like, mm-hmm. and then shooting boudoir, I'm seeing every single woman, even like from supermodel fucking Beyonce's of the world <laughs> to like, seriously, to the 82 year olds, like that are frumpy and they are all complaining about the same shit and they're all celebrating the same shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm why am I all angsty about my stretch marks and my love handles? Right. <laughs> like, it's just, and like, and then it's funny because like six years ago, Kardashian hips were not in and now they mm-hmm. very much are. And it's just so mm-hmm. like, it's just all so obtuse. And I'm just like, eh, <laughs> my body right. is so fine. It works. It doesn't hurt. I love her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was going to ask if you felt like you had any like, internal transformations just from like watching all these other women and doing what you do beyond beyond transformed like my mentality towards myself and towards women in general will never be the same like it's literally shaped my life because like I knew I was going to go to law school for entrepreneurs and I knew that I Mm -hmm. had a passion for women but like I really like I love women and like the science that I see about like women's brains and how we function beyond our mm-hmm. male counterparts like we really are the most evolved species and we're going to take over this motherfucking world <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like so step up so like if boudoir is the yes. first thing to like get you to be like feel like strength and like you can do that by golly yeah. I want to be a part of that you know so like totally yeah, I've changed a lot my confidence has skyrocketed my body image journey has been so much more healthy since starting boudoir seeing hundreds of women at this point and like I mean Abby every single one complains about her love handles from the girl who doesn't literally have love handles to the girl who uh-huh. has love handles for her and her friend and they're all complaining I'm like love handles are in bitch like have you not seen <laughs> Kylie Jenner like love handles are in like we like that we grab that and we, yeah it's just, ugh. 
and it's like, and then stretch. I'm like, why? It's just amazing. And so representation has been huge and is important. And I want to be more mm -hmm. a part of that. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, women are fucking awesome. And your bodies are beautiful. Every single one of them. Yeah, I was just talking about this a little bit on my Instagram story um, on International Women's Day. I like find it hard to articulate sometimes how much I like love women and love being a woman. And I feel like you if you get it you get it like yeah it's just so incredible to be a woman and like you said the way our brains work the way our bodies mm -hmm. function like I literally I just love being a woman and I think we are so powerful and I think too many of us squash that power and we need to get out there and like find it and embrace it yes we're amazing we are so amazing like our brains we are so adaptable like so adaptable and the fact mm -hmm. that like things that like we're even shamed about, like that society shames us about things like, uh, uh, well, oh fuck. I had it right in my head. Damn it. <laughs> I was about to go on a ranch. And <laughs> Probably best. I did it. No, but like things we, things we just, we get shamed for too. That is actually like one of our superpowers, you know, the yeah. fact that like we're spenders and like everybody mm. says like, oh, well that woman's the spender. you marry her, like make sure to like lock up your money. You know, like we get mm -hmm. this like, that negative rep, but actually because of us is what stimulates economies. And because we're very generous with the wealth that we do mm -hmm. accumulate, that is how societies build and evolve. Men tend mm -hmm. to hoard and tend to save and women <laughs> tend to stimulate. So like, I wish mm -hmm. that we could just change the even simple verbiage of like saver versus spender, which has such a negative and positive connotation, which yeah. totally misses the point of money. So many things that like, even like that we're shamed about that ends up, that's mm -hmm. actually one of our superpowers. And if you lean into that, like our sexuality, mm -hmm. women's sexuality is fucking powerful. Who runs the world? girls what kind <laughs> of girls Beyonce girls like seriously <laughs> like boss ass bitches who like own their sexuality and have no shame or fear tied to it those are the ones that like own a room those are the ones that mm -hmm. hold true like power respect from everybody editing Abby jumping in because inclusivity is super important and this is a welcoming space for all types of humans so I know we're talking a lot about sexuality and how it is an important and powerful part of being a woman, but I did just want to acknowledge all of my asexual friends out there because you are equally as important and powerful regardless of sexuality or sexual desires. It's just a realization. It's like, it's just in every single woman I meet, I'm like, you have this. Like, yeah. you like every, I've never, I have never met a single woman that I'm like, eh, no, she's not super powerful. Like, everyone I've met every single goddamn one is like I'm like you are a fucking badass like you could uh -huh. own this part of the world if you wanted to what are you doing <laughs> why are you working there <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like I challenge women I'm just like I'm just because like I'm like you should be making bank you should be making mm -hmm. money that's what you're meant for like what <laughs> yeah or even like some of the verbiage that you said I've talked about how much I hate certain phrases that are used to describe women like high maintenance that one's gotta go I'm uh, not yes. The amount of so effort that a woman puts, yeah, the amount of effort that a woman puts into herself is not indicative of anything but, you know, her appreciating herself, wanting to take care of herself. I'm sorry that your boyfriend doesn't, like, know how to wipe his own ass. I'm not high maintenance <laughs> because I have, like, a five-step skincare routine and yeah, humidifier next to my Any, bed. Like, we got to cut like, it out. But, 
But also, if you don't have the five-step care regime, you're going to be shaved because you don't take care of your hair. What the hell? Exactly. You know, it's it's really like anytime a woman decides to be any kind of individual, Mm -hmm. it's like people are either going to, they're just not going to care. Once you actually start doing the things you want to do, like there's so many rules that once you start breaking a few, they're like, eh. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) As a human in general, as a woman specifically, you're going to be criticized no matter what you do. So you might as well just do what you want to do. Yeah. And love yourself doing it. That's what, <laughs> I, I, that's such, such a good point. Cause like, and I think it's, it's an interesting dichotomy because, um, uh, well, a friend of mine put on a recording, she was doing a sound bath for like one of my workshops we were doing and the recording, it said like, repeat after me, I am thankful to be a woman. And I really struggled with that sentence because I love being a woman and I love other women, mm-hmm. but being thankful to be a woman, to be thankful yeah. to be alive as a woman. I was like, Ooh, I really struggled with that as a feminist, like as like, yeah. a, am fighting against the patriarchy and cause they're, they're like, we, we get paid less y'all. <laughs> like We do <laughs> not have the same rights. It is not equal living up in here. So yeah. because of that, like saying like, I'm thankful to be a woman, I was like, ooh, and I've been thinking, and that was probably like six, seven months ago now. And I've literally thought about it every day since of like, I need to start pairing the, I love being a woman with the, I'm also thankful to be one. Cause like, it yeah. is super powerful being, being a woman. And like, I should be very grateful to like own this kind of secret power that like men literally <laughs> have no clue we have. <laughs> I <laughs> know. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I would just want to wrap it up with asking if you have any tips outside of, you know, booking a boudoir session with you to help build women's confidence, because that's it's a topic that I speak a lot on about here. And I think it's something that everybody in general is always struggling with. And it's very hard to sort of come into your own and exude that confidence and I think there's a lot of misconceptions around what confidence really is so do you have any tips just from what you've experienced and seen over the last five six years that you could share confidence and empowerment looks different by every single person right so like to some women like this this type of pose other women might be really empowered by like this kind of pose you know Mm -hmm. so like confidence looks different to everybody everybody it's faking it. Be all Absolutely. All. We, we are all <laughs> faking it. That's why you shouldn't give a shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But seriously, like we, we, I, I consider myself a confident person, but like I took myself out to breakfast this morning and by golly, I was definitely terrified. I travel alone all the time and I'm constantly have butterflies in my stomach, but I do mm-hmm. it anyway. And it feels so good. And the people I end up meeting, it just ends up being so rewarding when you start to live for yourself. So like, I think my biggest tidbit is don't be scared to explore. Don't be scared of life's adventures. Like tackle those, go after those Mm -hmm. adventures, go after those experiences. Don't shy away from them. If there's something in your gut that leaps at excitement at a new opportunity, that's something that's your soul saying like, Hey, we want to try this. Just do Mm -hmm. it. Like it's even if you are balls scared, do it. Like, especially if you're ball scared, do it. Yeah. Just, I mean, life is an adventure. You only get one at this point in our life. And I imagine a lot of listeners at this point in our life, like our bodies are really good. 
it's and they're only going to get worse. So like, <laughs> live your life. I mean, seriously, yeah. like, this is this is it's a reality. Like, and I'm, I'm traveling, I'm doing the things that scare me while my body will allow me while I can be thankful for my body. Do mm-hmm. those things. Just mm-hmm. life's an adventure an experience all of it. Just say the yes, that. man. Yes, man. Jim Carrey shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. And I love to talk to you about this. Let everybody know where they can find you because I'm sure people are going to want to continue to learn about what you do. Let them yes. know where they can find you on Instagram, your website, whatever else you want to plug. Yeah, I am on Instagram as Highline Boudoir and Erotica. And I mean, www.highlineboudoirnerotica.com. All of it, Highline Boudoir and Erotica, based in Pittsburgh. Amazing. Well, thank Yay. you so much again. I had the best thank time you. talking to you about this. I think everybody is going to love listening to all this stuff. Like I said, I am so big on female empowerment. So <laughs> yes. I feel like we have a lot in common. We're going to have to get back together sometime Same. and chat some more. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, of course. And thank you guys all for listening. And until next time, see ya.